0: Our sermon today is, we have a high priest forever, and our scripture reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 1 to 8, and it reads, as I await for you to open your Bibles back at home, it's Hebrews, every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins, verse 2. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subjected to weakness. Three, this is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as for the sins of the people. Verse four, and no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. Verse five, In the same way Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest but God said to him You are my son today and I have become your father. Verse 6 And he says in another place You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Verse 7 During the day of Jesus' life on earth He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from the death and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Verse (coughs) 8. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And that's the end of the reading. I would welcome our preacher today, that's Reverend Irene Kusodua to take us through the Word of God. Welcome, Pastor. Allow me to pray for the Pastor as she brings forth the Word of God. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we come before your presence this precious morning. Thank you, my Father, because you've prepared a word for us that you are high priest forever, and we proclaim that Jehovah God as you. Uh, Pastor Irene takes us through the word, my Father. I pray that you may use her as a vessel. You may use her to bless us, Lord, for the glory and honor of your name. As we are eight, Lord, to hear from you, prepare our hearts and feed us, Lord, for the glory and honor of your name. For we pray, trusting and believing in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: And praise the Lord. For those who are watching us from home, it's good to see you again today. Uh, we get uh, to see some of you on our gadgets, but we want to thank God for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue to look at the book of Hebrews, uh, we've been doing a series, and today we our topic is we have a high priest forever. Uh when I read that topic, it almost sounded like a song. And I almost became a musician because I wanted to uh, form a song. But then I was worried about my voice, so I decided not to sing. But I want you to have a song in your heart that uh, today we have a high priest forever. And I think the The key word is actually for forever because we've been looking at the high priest. And last week, Reverend Madid shared on the high priest uh, that, you know, we have a high priest who is compassionate. We have a high priest whom we can confess to. We have a high priest whom we have confidence in. And we've been looking at this whole topic of the high priest. But today, the added word is that we have a high priest forever. And I think that one is what touches on the nature of God. Bringing it out to us that you know the high priest we talk about because in the Old Testament there was there were many high priests. But the high priest that we talk about is not a high priest who serves in a certain duration of time. But he is eternal. He is a high priest forever. And he is referring to Jesus Christ. That once he took, he took the role it meant that that role was eternal, and he is not the one who at one point he will abort the mission. And so, last week, as we talked about him who is compassionate, it is not that he is compassionate for a certain season, but he is compassionate. When we say we have one we can confess to, you don't want you don't have to begin again the next day and say, You know, I had talked to the other high priest, but now we can continue. But it is the same, same high priest. And he is there forever for us. This is very critical for every believer. This is very critical for you and me because we face uh, we face many trials and tribulations as we go through the tri- at, uh, turbulence of life, through it all, through thick and thin, through the joyous moments, through the sad ones, when, we, when the accuser is accusing us constantly, you know, at the back of our mind is that we know for sure that we have him who is eternal, whose role is eternal, that he will never leave us, nor forsake us, that he is always medi- mediating between us and God, that he is always interceding for us, and that role is eternal. Praise be to God. And so as we go into our sermon for the day, uh, I want us to uh, get, take note of these three, to- uh, th- three points. Number one, as we look at this high priest who is uh, forever, number one, we look at the outstanding qualification. Outstanding qualification because the writer of this book uh, brings to us Uh, The qualifications of a high priest. Who was a high priest uh, in the Old Testament? What were the qualifications of a high priest? And so we look at the outstanding qualification. Number two, we look at the origin of Christ, uh, of Christ's priesthood, origin of his priesthood Uh, and this we are talking about him being the high priest because we know for sure that we are all uh, all the believers we are called uh, we are priesthoods but we know that Christ is the high priest and then number three is obedience uh, through suffering so we look at outstanding qualification origin of uh, his priesthood and then we look at obedience through suffering Work with me this journey uh, as we search the scriptures and just speak a lesson as we continue to just hear the Lord speak to us today. So the concept of the high priest is not a new one. It was there in the Old Testament uh, and we call it the Levitical order. And as we understand in the Old Testament, it was the Aaronic line. That is the line of Aaron. Uh, who was a brother to Moses. I hope we remember that. And uh, as we look at outstanding qualification, I want to take us to uh, to the scripture from verse 1 to 4. And it says, Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sin. He is able to deal gently with those who are arrogant and are going astray. Since himself is subject to weakness, this is why he has to offer sacrifices to his own uh, sins as well as the sin of the peop- the sins of the people and no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was and so one of the clear things that we get from this scripture is that uh, one of the qualifications was that he, he did not choose himself. He was selected or he was appointed from among the people. And we know for sure, as I had said earlier, that there was a line of priesthoods. But we are human. We can always fight for positions. And we come from a country where we know this for sure, that we are always fighting for position. But I was just trying to imagine if... People in that family were always fighting for the position of the high priest because they were priests, but the high priest was one at a a certain season. And so if everyone was trying to fight for a certain position, I don't know how it would have been when it came to that moment when the high priest is supposed to perform his priestly uh, function. And so one of the things that we see in verse 5 is that the high priest was selected among the people. And this is very important because his role was to serve the people. And so for you to be uh, selected... You need to be accepted by the people whom you're supposed to mediate uh, between them and God because they were the in-between uh, the people and God. And we are told that they were the ones who represented the people uh, in matters related to God. And so this person needed to uh, to be one of those who understood uh, the, the the situation on the ground. You know, we have a common phrase in this nation uh, that says, "In and this is Kenya. I know we have people watching us from different countries. You know, we have a common phrase that says uh, things on the ground are different because sometimes we have. Uh, it could be political leaders or any other leader who is leading and so detached from the uh, the grassroots or from the people on the ground, and 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 he he could be moving along." Alone, and the people are not with him, and so this position was very important because the priest could not function, because unless he had a relationship with the people and a relationship with God, so it was a twofold. And in in his main role, as I said earlier, was to mediate between man and God. And the question is, why would man need a mediator? You know. Why would you need a mediator? Or a question I would want to ask you today is, do you need a mediator? And we are not perfect. We are sinful men. And we are told that the high priest performs a function of offering gifts and sacrifices for sin. And uh, if you go and do your research we are told that the high priest was the only one who was allowed to step into the Holy of the Holies. And there was so much that he had to put into because on the Day of Atonement, which was once a year, he had to prepare. Because you could not go there if you are not right with God. And you could not represent the people. That means the people will not atone. Because if the high priest is not right with God, then he cannot represent the people in atoning for their sins. And so he needed to get everything right for him to be able to function. Uh, the other thing that we see the scriptures bringing uh, is that he, I, he identified with men, and I think I've said this, according to the Jewish law, those who sin deliberately were not granted forgiveness. And you can check that uh, in Numbers chapter 15, verse 27 to 31. For those who deliberately chose to sin were not granted forgiveness. But the rest, as the scripture says, that, the high priest was able to be gentle with those who are ignorant and have gone astray since he himself Uh, uh, is subject to weakness. And so that gives you a clear view that the Lord understands that we are weak. The Lord understands that there is a moment we can slip and fall away. And he gave an opportunity to the children of Israel then, the children of God then, to be able to be, uh, to, uh, to get the opportunity to be reconciled with God through the atonement. And we will be looking at what that means to us today. And uh, they were the only ones who were allowed to offer the gifts and sacrifices. So you need to have qualified to be able to offer the gifts and sacrifice uh, for the sin for their own sin, because number one, they were sinful, and then for the sin of the people. And we see that in chapter uh, verse three. Sacrifice needed to be offered in a rightful manner. Sacrifice needed to be offered in a rightful way. Only the high priest qualified to do so. And we remember a story in 1 Samuel chapter 13, 1 to 14, where King Saul chose in himself to give uh, the sacrifices. And, 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 and we know what happened to him that the kingdom was removed from him uh, to David. King Uzziah, or Uzziah, some would say, also. Uh, in uh, second chronicles 26 16 was struck with leprosy when he tried to snatch the role of the high priest and then number five in the qualification we see is that god called them you know our kujita uh for those who do not understand that one is they did not call themselves they were called from by god therefore He was in charge, and he's the one who enabled him. He's the one who empowered the high priest. It's easy to look at this qualification and acknowledge the work and the intensity it had on the high priest. But then Peter, in 1 Peter 2.9, throws the challenge to us who are born again, and he says that we are the chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the, uh, the praise of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. And so Peter changes the whole thing. That even as we look at the, 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 the qualification of the high priest, when that was moved to Christ, being the high priest, we were qualified to be priests. And so you and me, who believe in Jesus Christ, we, ha- we are the priest. As Jesus takes up the role of the high priest, the role of priesthood is now on us. We have an outstanding qualification, you and me, and you need to begin to believe in yourself. As we approach the throne of grace, we have no fear. The scripture calls us to approach with confidence. We need to approach when we have examined our hearts. We need to pursue to be right with God. We need to offer our our sacrifices as the Bible tells us that our bodies are the living sacrifice that the Lord desires, that we need to do it in the right way so that not like King Saul and Uzziah, we are not struck. Our kingdoms are not snatched from us. We are not struck with leprosy because we are doing it the wrong way. But we need to approach the Lord, acknowledging that we are weak. Acknowledging that we need the atonement We need to be forgiven. We need to be cleansed. We need to be deliberate about seeking forgiveness, dear brothers and sisters, because we live in a nation where sometimes we fake so much our walk with God. But we need to be very deliberate because the Bible is very clear that when you are deliberate in doing sin and not seeking forgiveness, then for sure you have chosen a path of destruction. And one of the thing that is so different with us today is that we qualify to offer the living sacrifice of our bodies to the Lord the way we desire because he desires that we be holy just as he is holy. This is not a once-year affair anymore. It is not once a year anymore, but it is a constant, a constant thing. It is part of our being as believers that through the mediator, Jesus Christ, We are able to approach him. We ought brothers and sisters to identify with one another who are weak and to help each other as we run the race. You are qualified. We are qualified. But more to it is that we have a qualified high priest. And I want us to look at the origin of his priesthood. Origin of his priesthood, we look at verse 5 and 6 and it says, In the same way, as we looked at the other verses, Christ did not take himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son. Today I have become your father. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. It is always said that our background or family origin informs so much Of who we are or who we become it basically informs even the choices that we make we have seen this in even areas of employment leadership courtship relationship and every other ship that you can think about people are always keen to know a little more about you who are you you know where do you come from what's your family background depending on the relationship that you have with that person if I stand here today and declare that I am Jesus, we all know that that conversation will end, in, a very, uh, will end in, in seriousness. And one of it, even most probably being me, ending in a mental hospital. Because you know who I am. And so when I declare that I am Jesus today, you will think I have gone nuts. In this same way, the writer of Hebrews saw it fit to bring to the, to the Jewish Christian and us today to the light concerning the origin of Jesus, who is our high priest. This is after laying the foundation with what we knew concerning the human high priest. This was very important because the intensity of their, of their persecution in the hands of the Romans had caused them to begin to doubt and almost give up on their belief in this Jesus. This is not unique to them. We sometimes find ourselves in such places. And so he begins by saying, in the same way, remember this. Number one, Jesus did not take the glory to himself. Imagine how different would have been if he had taken itself, uh, the glory by himself and declared himself the high priest. It is better to be glorified than to glorify yourself. And this applies in every area, every works of our lives. This is where it is important for all of us to always seek the Lord before making any decision. The effect of the things that we have tell us if they are of God or not. You know, anything that we have, it informs us if this thing, you grabbed it by your own or was it from the Lord. Jesus exceeded the expectation of the role of a high priest. He was appointed by God himself. So the origin of his priesthood is from God himself. It came from a unique relationship that he had with God. He says today... Uh, You are my son. He was not chosen out of many. But he is the only begotten son. Meaning the position had already been designated for him from even before. And then the last, he is from eternal to eternal. And we are told that you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And we'll be looking at this as we progress in chapter 7. But one thing about Melchizedek, we are told even before Aaron in Genesis chapter 14, Melchizedek was both the priest and the king. And so we see Jesus coming to take over the priesthood as he takes over even the kingship. And so why is it important to understand the origin of Jesus? As I had earlier said, knowing that he's... His priesthood is eternal, and it originates from God who is the Father, then we can always put our trust and rely on Him as Christ the mediator. He's the one who created us, and so He understands very well how you and me function, and so we can relate to Him, and He can relate to us. He relates and sympathizes with our weaknesses. When we sleep, when we are struggling, when you are being persecuted, when we are Going through this season of COVID, he understands and he is our high priest forever. And he is without sin. He's not like the other high priest who need to atone themselves or or need to uh, seek for them to be cleansed before they take over. He is without sin. And he is constantly mediating uh, between us and God. And so we need to take note of the importance of having uh, Jesus uh, and understanding the origin of his high priest. And then lastly, very quickly, I want us to look at the obedience through suffering. And this is verse, verse 7 and 8. The thought of Evan standing before the Lord and worshiping him is so satisfying when you will be so satisfied that all you need to do is to worship him. You cannot, uh, you cannot disobey the fact that you need to, sati- uh, to worship him because that in itself is so satisfying. We are told this is what it is about heaven as we prepare that we may join our high priest who is in heaven. Yet it is so easy sometimes to obey the things that don't demand a lot of sacrifice from us. You know, parents will identify with me in this one. That sometimes when you ask the kid to wash the dishes, then they watch the TV. The quicker one is to watch the TV and not to wash the dishes. And sometimes you can find them having have done one over the other. And yes, they've obeyed you, they've watched the TV. But they didn't obey you in washing the dishes. As mature, as we mature, it graduates to something like this. That you... a businessman you apply for a tender yes you have followed the rules and obeyed the rules you've applied for tender but then something the sinful nature in you pushes you to go deep uh, uh, a step deeper and you begin to bribe for you to get a tender and so it's easier to pursue to begin to pursue those things that we can acquire so easily yet so difficult to wait for that tender to be approved and believe that if it is mine, it is mine. If it is not mine, it is not mine. It is even more difficult when we are in the midst of suffering, yet uh, the the easier way out seems to be a way of disobedience. You know, you struggle, you are in sin, you are, you are suffering, uh, you've been arrested, and you, you are in a rush to go somewhere. The easier way you would, want, you would want out of that is to disobey every value that you know and every word and to find an easier way out. The Jewish Christians were in the same shoes, they were suffering at the feet of the Romans. And it was so easy for them to throw in the towels and begin to just disobey. Yet it was different for Jesus. He was with no sin, yet he suffered. He was tempted in all things, yet without sin. And like the earthly priest, he faced trials and temptations, constantly opposed, accused, the agony of bearing our sins, faced rejection. And verse 7 tells us this, that during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered prayers and petition with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because he was reverent, uh, he, he, of his reverent submission. And this is just it. That Jesus, when he suffered, we are not, uh, we are not told only the time uh, towards his last days on earth. But we are told that in his life on earth, he kept on offering prayers and petition. You know, he kept on crying out in tears to the one who could save him from, the, from death. And we are told that his prayer was answered. And we see his prayer answered at resurrection. And it is because of his submission that he was had. His intense moment at Gethsemane was the struggle of the reality of being separated from his father. He struggled with that reality. That there is a point when I will be separated from a relationship with my father. And he even had sweat of blood because of that struggle. How much do we struggle when we think about sin separating us from God? How much do we struggle when we see immorality and corruption and every decay that has come into this society, the intention of separating us with the love of God. Do we cry? Do we call out on him? The Bible tells us that he learned obedience. Learned obedience not because he was disobedient. It means he experienced what obedience was through suffering. Yet uh, you get to know how obedient you are. When in a situation where it is hard to remain obedient, you get to know how obedient you are. When you are in a situa- situation when it's hard to remain obedient, he suffered because he was obedient, and he continued to be obedient even in his suffering. Brothers and sisters, as I end, as I end, our mediator, who is it, uh, eternal high priest, is aware of the weight of disobedience. In the obedience kill. Yet he has taught us to remain obedient in our suffering. He is aware. The number of days in exile. Of this COVID. Exile of the situations that you are going through in your family. Whatever kind of captivity that you are in. Personal struggle seems many. But even then. The Lord is calling us to remain obedient. And acknowledge that. As priests, we have access to Jesus who is our high priest, our mediator who identifies with us and is always interceding for us. Jesus is now at the right hand of God and ever lives to make intercession for his people. Through the one sacrifice of himself, he became the sole mediator through which men have access to God. He is the author of eternal salvation to all who obey in Him." And so a song is sung. I enter the holy of all I enter to honor Him I enter to worship Him only I enter through the blood of the Lamb. And as that song just resound, those words as you hear them, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that we have a high priest who is eternal, that we have access to him, that we don't have to go through anyone. I, as a pastor, am here to direct you to the high priest. You do not have to go through me. You can access him. Because we have the freedom to access the Holy of Holies. And I want to call unto you to just be sincere before him. Last week we were told we can confess to just be sincere before him. That as you offer yourself as a living sacrifice. That you may do so with sincerity. That we may do so with a heart that really yields to the Lord. A heart that is submitting to the greatness of the Lord. And he will minister to you today. If you have been tempted at one point to step out of the way. He is mediating between you and God. Call out on him. And he will restore you. Whatever situation you're going through as an individual and in your family, call unto him and he will minister to your needs. He will minister to our needs as we call unto him. Our God and our Father, we declare that we are weak. We are sinners. Our sinful nature is strong within us. But we want to rejoice in the presence of the Lord in our lives. Him who died on the cross for our sins. Him who saved us by the grace. Today we come to you and we call unto you. As we walk this journey of faith, continue to remind us of the high priest that we have. Him who is eternal. Who is, his love is eternal. His compassion is eternal. His mediation is eternal. As He intercedes for us, it's forever. He is always fighting our battles. Everything about Him is eternal. And would you help us, Lord, that we will live in obedience. That in our sufferings, we may remain obedient. That in our suffering, we may remain strong in You. That we may acknowledge that we are priesthood, that we are a priesthood, a royal priesthood. And we have the privilege to engage with God through the high priest. And so Jesus, would you minister to our dear brothers and sisters watching us from wherever and those who are here with us today that if there is a point in our lives we have lived a life of disobedience, we have strayed away Would you accept us back to the fold? For we need you, Lord. We need you. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much. Uh, We are going to the benediction as we end our service. And I would like to welcome Reverend Irene to lead us in benediction. Thank you and may God bless you. May he watch over you this week as... We plan to meet next week, God's willing. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to
1: ask you to kindly stand
0: uh, back at
1: home uh, for the blessing. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all this blessing shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, and increase your herd and your young flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore, amen. Thank you so much. Go in peace and serve the Lord, amen.